Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Experiencer Podcast, the podcast that brings you upfront and personal with past and present enigmatic experiences from individuals who have witnessed or even interacted with the strange, the extraordinary, and the otherwise unknown existence of UFOs or aliens. If you've had an out-of-this-world experience you'd like to share, please reach out to me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos or footage of UFOs, IAPs, or any other extraordinary phenomena and would like to share it, please forwarded to the experiencer podcast at gmail.com broadcast with you all and share the following experience from today's guest. I'm going to keep this simple or introduce our guest and otherwise we'll jump right into the show and let him tell us the just of it. Uh, this is Mr. Rick Fenner from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you, Rick, for being with us this evening. Thanks, Chris. It's, it's really nice to be here. Uh, thank you. Um, Rick is kind enough to spend some time with us today to share and hopefully just maybe inspire folks to a more mind-opening dialogue around this sort of subject. Uh, so please, Rick, do us a favor. Begin by giving us the setting. Maybe start with telling us where and when and how old you were when this all took place. Sure. Um, actually, I've had a couple of different encounters. Uh, but the first one I had would have been in 1980. Um, it was with my girlfriend Desiree in Canoga Park, California. Uh, we lived in a barrio, and it was really kind of cool because they played music late at night. But besides that, uh, we were driving out the driveway between the apartment buildings, and just as we reached the street in front of our apartment, I looked up and I could see these two fairly large objects moving um, north across the Santa Monica mountain range towards the 405 freeway, but it was they were way down south still. And I noticed that an airplane passed these objects, and there were also smaller black objects flying around them, much smaller, okay? And I'm thinking, that airplane just passed those things, or those balloons, what is that? And the back end of it, the front end looked like a football, and then it was black, though, and it went back, and it, as it reached the back, it kind of undulated. Uh, how, um, how big was so this? These things, these things were big. Um, the airplane was smaller, much smaller than both of them, okay? Um, it wasn't like this could have been missed by anybody, but nobody was paying attention. Desiree was, was completely shocked. I was shocked. Uh, we were really upset that we didn't have the camera, and then one of us was going to run inside and go get the camera, but that never happened because we were both in awe just watching these two large objects flying down over the Santa Monica mountain range nonchalantly okay and they must have been at about um maybe ten thousand feet or eight thousand feet somewhere in there and, okay and if that's, i that's may how feet. far was the santa monica range from you at this time 
I was in Canoga Park. So um, basically Canoga Park, then you've got Woodland Hills, and then there's the Santa Monica Mountains. Okay. Um, so I was probably about, oh, maybe four or five miles from where they were. Okay. And I could see them. As I said, there, a, a, a airplane was coming in to land at Burbank Airport, and it flew by this, these two objects that were flying along. I'm going to call them UFOs because I don't know what else to call them. Um, and then the little the little ones flying around them went like inside the the two bigger ones. Now, were and the then, little ones already present and flying around the big ones, or did they come out and you yeah. watched them? No, no, no. They were there when we came out and looked. The, all the action was going on. Okay. In other words, the little ones were flying around. There were two of them. Okay. As it progressed, the little ones went inside the two. Like, they just, like, disappeared into them. I don't know how they went in. I didn't see any doors, nothing like that. There were no lights flashing on these things. There were no windows that I could see because of the distance, right? So um, then the, the smaller one behind actually went into the larger one, okay? They merged into one. Wow. And the, the bigger one traveled down to where the 405 freeway was that we could see. And then it turned and went straight up, okay, and up and up and up and up. And I'm not talking high speed. This was very slow. Everything was very slow. And if I may, when it turned to go up, did it do like a 90-degree turn? Did it stop? Yeah. No, no, it just was continuing on, and then suddenly it was going up. Did an upward trajectory out of nowhere just started going nice and smooth, not too fast. Exactly. Nothing changed as far as its its speed, okay? And it just went up and up and up and up until finally I couldn't see it anymore. And I literally was kind of tracking it down as the earth turned because it was going that high up, okay? Um, And it just kept on going and going and going very nonchalantly, okay? Um, And so we called Burbank Airport, and they said no. No, they didn't see anything on their radar, you know, <laughs> and nobody reported this. An airplane flew by it. So I have a feeling there's a pilot somewhere who saw these things that went, oh, my gosh, you know, because pilots don't necessarily like to talk about those things. Especially back it's in those not really, days. It's not good for your career. So, yeah. so describe so, for me a little more, if you will, uh, the, sure. the two UFOs in size in relation to each other what you truly thought okay. their size was, and just a description of, of either one or both lights. Well, they scenes. both were the same, the same basic shape, which is, you can imagine, a, a kind of a, a squished football, okay? Um, so a l- elongated football, but squished, and black, completely pitch black, right? Um, and at the very back end, it was like it was undulating, like there was some kind of energy or something that was there. So not like a fire stuff. propulsion, but like some kind of energy source or plasma yeah. or something coming yeah. out the back. It wasn't, it wasn't firing out the back end of it or anything. It was just the whole back end of it, like where the tip would have been on the football, suddenly was not there. And there was this like energy pulsing back there, waves of, of um, you know, it's just like waves when you see, uh, radiation coming off the ground. And you, you see go. those waves. 
Okay. It's that type of thing. Okay. Yeah, and uh, size-wise, again, bigger than a bigger than a, a, a jetliner, a commercial jetliner. Thank okay? you, thank you. I was going to ask um, what your approximate size was. Now, the, the first one would have been about, I'm going to go, because of the distance. See, it was the distance things, too. I'm going to say the first one was about three times bigger than a commercial jetliner. Wow, okay? so we're talking approximately 300-plus feet. Um, yeah, I'd say at least between, you know, 250, yeah. At that distance, yeah. This wow. thing was big. Wow. It was not small. This thing was big. And uh, then the smaller one was about, you know, uh, I'm going to say a little more than half in size. Okay? The smaller one was a little more than half the big one's size. It would seem like that couldn't quite fit inside the other, but they made it happen Russians, like a Russian doll regardless, huh? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know the people flying it. Uh, <laughs> never met them. But you know what? That def absolutely uh, caught my attention, and Desiree's as well. Now you um, said I called her years later, and I asked her about that. I said, "Des, do you remember this?" And she had totally forgotten about it. Okay, I mean, I jogged her memory, and then finally, yeah, she came to her again, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, right." You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I've been there. So it was, it was fascinating that people actually forget when they, they witness these types of events. Their Especially if you are, have no you know, one to share it with. So so you but, mentioned that you didn't see lights. There was no lights on either no, of those two? No did, flashing Did they lights. glow at all? Did they have, you know, you spit, said the undulating in the back. Did they have any aura or, you know, electromagnetic ionization happening around them? Did you notice any other glow happening? It was kind of a flat black. Wow. Okay. Um, no real glow at all. They were like these blobs in the sky. Wow, yeah, okay? flat football had, blobs, huh? <laughs> they, they had hard edges on the front end, okay? The whole thing was hard-edged, okay? So it was there, but it was like a, a flat black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not yeah. a shiny black. Yeah. No gloss. And um, obviously... Nothing shiny about it. And then when you got to the back end of this thing, it was like cut off, cut off. Like when you took a knife, going and cut it off. And that area right there was not, you couldn't focus your eyes on it. You know what I mean? It was not, it was not hard. It seemed like it was soft or moving. The whole back end of this thing, okay? That was like, it was undulating. It was like, and there was like, like radiation coming off of it, right? Something, Not off of it, but it was it was something energetic something. is obscuring the tail end of the craft. Yep, that's where the smaller one went into. It went right into the back end of the bigger one. That's peculiar. And, they just merge, and obviously mm -hmm. at such a distance that you couldn't see seams or something like that, right? No, 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 no extra no. Uh, tailpipes, exhaust under patterns, nothing else that you could notice. There was no exhaust. There was nothing left in the sky behind them at all. Okay. Um, there was no contrails. There was nothing. All right. Um, and it was like, like they didn't care. Whoever saw you saw you and they didn't care, you know, and it was because they were not going fast. We were coming out of our apartment and we stepped out of my car, Humphrey, and um, we were looking at up toward the Santa Monica mountain range, kind of the south end of the Santa Monica mountain range as it comes into the San Fernando Valley. 
and it was flying up those that mountain range okay and nice and slow nice and easy and it just went on and on and on and then here comes this jet and it passes these two crafts and there's all these little guys flying around them zipping in front of them going wait, back behind wait, them you saw a jet cross its path no not cross its path um they flew parallel to one another what so they're definitely was a pilot that day that saw this. That in saw this. Absolutely, Chris. Is that what you said? Yeah, 1980, yeah. All right. We're keeping an ear and an eye out for the pilot who was flying. Was that what you think that was commercial or local smaller craft? Oh, no, no, no. This was a commercial airline. This was ah. filled with people. There might have been people inside that aircraft also right. that saw this. Wow. Okay? Because there's no way they couldn't. If they looked out the window, of course, they would have been looking into the San Fernando Valley and probably – I don't know, because that side, when you go that way, you may still be able to see the Pacific Ocean as well. So they could see into Los Angeles. They could see the Pacific Ocean from there, up in the airplane, you know. And this was flying above them, slightly above them, and as they crossed its path, or they, they came in parallel to one another, the two UFOs were higher. Um, because the the one going to Burbank was coming in and going to turn and land at Burbank. Okay, it was coming landing. in on the. Yes, would have come in a left a left turn into the runway. Yep. That is quite an observation. A smaller craft flying around two larger one. Back one goes into the front one. Uh, three times the size of a commercial airliner. No lights. No seams. No exhaust. No apparent propulsion. And this was nope. 1980 over the San Fernando Valley. Yep. That is really quite something of an observation right there. Yeah, that's when we lived in Canoga Park. And, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I told her, I mentioned about going to get the camera because we both worked at a camera store, <laughs> you know. So it, was, it could have been the end of 1979. It's possible. It's possible. But uh, I think it was like the beginning of 1980. You were you would have grabbed a photo camera at this point, I take it. Oh yeah, no, okay. no, we we had film back Technology then. at that time. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, I think that's, it was like a Pentax or something. That's a popular model. So, uh, is there anything else in hindsight about this about this incident that you recall, remember, or comes to? What what blows me away about it is that I when I talked to Des, in her mind, she had completely lost this. This was a traumatic experience for me. And I, I kept it with me. You know what I mean? It's one of those things in my life I went, well, this is completely unusual. I think I'm going to remember this. Whereas Desiree didn't, you know. And I've known other people who have had experiences and they don't remember. And that to me is is very telling of something. That... Because something this big, to watch these two things fly down as long as we watch them. And then it turns and goes straight up. And I mean straight up and up and up and up. And I'm watching and watching. Time is going by. You know what I mean? This is not in an instant. This happened over a period of time. And, and for her to forget that to me was very unusual. But then I jogged her memory and suddenly it all came back to her. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. Do you, you think it's, do you think it's perhaps um, – I know you, Rick, and you're definitely more of a people person – um, do you think mm -hmm. it's perhaps because you you talk about it, you spoke about it with friends more, and maybe she was a little more guarded, or you know didn't speak with it to other people, or didn't have? Yeah, friends? I was. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead right into the the other one. 
that I did because I was telling Jack about this. Okay, my friend Jack, I lived with him in Mar Vista, right? And I'm telling Jack this story that happened with Desiree and I and how we'd seen these two crafts and they're flying along and, and uh, you know, they, they flew down the Santa Monica mountain range and it turns and it goes straight up. And Jack looked at me and goes, no, man, that's not, they don't exist. UFOs, there's no such thing. You hallucinated this. It's never happened. No. I'm good, Jack, come on, man. I actually saw this with my own eyes. I know what I saw. And, and you're not taking that away from me. And he and I took this argument outside our apartment. Okay, now right outside our front door was the driveway into the apartment where you could park in the back. So we were walking out our front door and into the driveway. And as we do, we go out and look straight up and directly above us. I'm going to say about uh, one to 2,000 feet up there is a round orange disc that is hovering directly above us and not holding still. It's actually kind of rocking back and forth and, and moving up there, okay? And suddenly, it zips from where we are in Mar Vista, right across from, um, back then it would have been Lorimar Studios. Now it's Sony Picture Studios. Back in the day, it was MGM. Um, where they did The Wizard of Oz. Uh, so it shoots over the Pacific Ocean, zips, okay? And then it shoots south along the coastline, zips. And then it comes right back directly above us. Zip. Whoa. And I looked at Jack. And I looked at Jack and I said, so you don't believe in UFOs, do you? And Jack was shaking. Okay. <laughs> he was visibly shaking. And I'm looking up at this thing. Okay. And it stayed there for a very short while later and just went, and it was gone. And I mean gone. Instantly gone. I could see which direction it took off in, but it didn't. There was no streak, really. It was just a direction. I'm gone. No. Jack was so shaken by this. He went back inside, and he goes, we're not talking about this. We're never, ever talking about this. I said, Jack, you know what you just saw. And he really was so upset he didn't talk to me for the rest of that night. Okay? <laughs> that was my second encounter with a UFO. Okay. Unfortunately, it was with somebody who didn't believe in them. Okay, so so slow down a moment <laughs> and, yeah. and tell me, so one, you spoke of it being uh, about 1,000, 2,000 feet just above you. As you finished speaking with your friend, you came outside and you see the thing above you. Um, and then you right. describe, besides the orange disc, you describe it going towards the ocean, then zip south, then back towards you guys again, almost as in if a it's perfect, a, In a perfect triangle. Almost. This was like perfect. Okay, Rick. It sounds it sounds like it's almost as if this thing knew you were conversating about it because it zipped away, then zipped back into your site again, right? Yeah, kind of did. Do you, did you have that feeling at all? Especially, I mean, it, it left and then all of a sudden it's back again. I had, you know, what I had actually, which is hilarious. I had a very wonderful feeling of satisfaction hmm. that I'm not crazy, first of all, and that I actually saw this thing and it really upset Jack. Okay, I loved that it really upset Jack because people who cannot believe or, or conceive of the idea that there might be life out there in the universe, mm -hmm. he's one of those folks, okay? And it's like I try and explain, look, statistically, the odds are that there must 
be life out there. Right. What they've found is that there is life out there, and they keep finding more and more life out there. And I've heard that there are multitudes of different species from different places that either visit us or are here right now. Right. And I have no problem with that. Right. It's so I'm at least open to it. You know, Jack, no, no, no. <laughs> no, this was this was completely throwing off his his world. Well, let's and let's Jack's leave world. that poor guy alone. He had his whole yeah, he had his whole reality <laughs> turned upside down in that moment. But you got the payoff of uh, talking about it, him denying it, stepping outside, and it's in it's in both your faces. Um, yeah. If I may, <clears throat> is there is there anything else? You know, orange and disc like. Is there anything else you could describe about that color or its shape or its size? Well, it was um, it looked like it was reflecting the lights of Los Angeles. Okay. In other words, it was not a solid orange. It was um, dark, like darker spots on it, and then um, uh, uh, you know, orange and then lighter orange. It was a little. It was reflective. Okay, so I can actually see light coming from it, but it was being reflected down, and I think it was the lights coming up from the city that you know we could see it. So and 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 it was since it was directly above us, and I mean directly above us, Chris. It was right. My head, you know, 90 degrees straight up, you know. So a little more about that. I get that you're saying that you see uh, some of the uh, what would have been tungsten street lamps kind of reflecting off of its underside. Is that what you're saying? And in, in, in yeah. the city light is reflecting. Now, how about its own either light sources or, you know, those saying those was any of the orange like glowing around it as if it was, again, creating some kind of electromagnetic aura or ionization. Nope. So it was nope. literally every light emanating off of it was some kind of reflection or almost as if we yeah. see in today's movies where they're cloaked and they just reflect either the stars above or the city lights below, that kind of thing? It looked like when it moved off to the distance, it moved, looked almost like a, it was a star, a planet, okay? Because it went out over the ocean. So it mm -hmm. moved very quickly, but it was still reflecting. And it was harder to see, but we could still see it, right? And then we saw it shoot down the coast Okay, and then it came right back up, up above us. So it was these three motions, boom, 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 and it was back again. Did okay? it change color uh, at all during any of those movements? Nope. didn't change size or color or anything. It just did this gigantic triangle, wow. and then I, I stuck it in Jack's face. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, yeah, that's quite an awesome experience. And what year was that? Oh gosh! Like two years later, eighty-two. Yeah, it it may years? have been, yeah, maybe. No, no, it would have been uh, farther, uh, like eighty-three. Okay, eighty-three, somewhere in there, because I was working with uh, Wayne at Santa Monica Video Systems at the time, and uh, Wayne was living there, and Jack and me, and we shared that apartment. Wow! Since then, have you had any other UFO experiences of the same kind or different? Uh, you know, I think there's been times I've seen lights, but unless I actually see something, I don't know. Uh, I thought when I was driving once here in Las Vegas that I saw this blue light streak across the sky at tremendously high speeds. Um, and I mentioned it to my ex-wife at the time. It kind of freaked me out. That was over, uh, gosh, where was I? I think I was near um, Las Vegas, not Las Vegas Boulevard, but the Vegas near near um, uh, Boulder Station, but okay. farther to the east, you know, toward the mountain more. The 
this this blue light was moving, and I mean moving. And uh, it went by so fast, I really didn't question myself whether I saw it. But I don't see blue lights. That's not the, you know one of the things I I visually see. It's not like that. Okay, okay. Those are those are those are really quite awesome experiences in a populated area in the early '80s. Those are really fascinating. And and oh yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah. those two are pretty good. So tell me, um, let's let's pause, you know switch lanes a little bit. Have have you? had prior let's say paranormal experiences uh you know a little different than the ufo more in the paranormal realm have you ever had any of those it's interesting you ask that my grandmother uh was a theologian and she was uh known as a mystic um my mother informed me that we were psychic when i was young um i had experiences with my mom that i really couldn't explain i remember as a as a young man um, young, I was a teenager, uh, sitting in our living room, and um, suddenly this guy dressed in red English, uh, like he would stand outside the palace, uh, in, you know, the, With the, the hat red soldier. Yeah, yeah, and he had a spear, and it went through our ceiling. It went right through the ceiling. He was, like, not corporeal. And I'm uh, staring at him, and I'm looking at him, and it's like I can see him, and I can see his clothing. And I can see the look on his face. And I can, I mean, I can see him, but I can also see through him. And I looked at my mother, and my mother went, Don't bother him, honey. He's not doing anything to anyone. It's like, Oh my gosh, you see him too? And I didn't say another word. But days later, I did ask my mom about it. And she said, Yes, honey. She goes, There's spirits all around us all the time. So again, nonchalantly, like, That's the way it's supposed to be, you know? My sister told me about stories about people sitting in the car with her. Um, I had this one experience where I was working at a Sambo's restaurant in Tallahassee, Florida, and I was taking a break. And I had my head leaning up against the glass, uh, which was like the glass out to the parking lot. Okay? okay. So I'm just sitting there taking a break in the back, in the back uh, of the restaurant. And I heard this voice that screamed out to me. Can somebody help me? Hmm. And it was so crystal clear. And I like turned my face, boom, and there's glass an inch away from my nose. But it sounded like somebody had yelled into my ear. And I and I paused and I said, yes, I can help you. You know, just thinking, okay, maybe I can. I don't know. And uh, there was no more response. That was all. But I know it was so clear, crystal clear. Uh, you don't, you don't, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I've had one uh, like that too, where you can hear a voice out of a window or window seal, but of course it's completely disincarnate. Those are really quite peculiar. Um, if you will, just take me back for a second. The red sure. outfit British soldier that was in your living room, is this correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I just have to, you know, a British soldier in all red, and I assume in you're Woodland speaking Hills, of. California. In California okay. is a British soldier. <laughs> wow, this guy can travel, he gets around. Well, my mother would explain things like that to me, that we are not, we are, we are open. We are open to spirits coming through as long as they just visit. Mm -hmm. So they can come through and they can visit. And I know that we've had spirits. I sense spirits sometimes. Um, and I still, to this day, see like, I'll, I'll see motion or movement somewhere. And I just kind of smile and go, I know you're there. 
you know mm-hmm. i know i know they're here yeah. they are, you have to realize there are many more souls that have come through than are alive right now okay That's many tough. of them want to come back and visit because of whatever experiences they have mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. some of them are stuck and they can't seem to move on it's it's this place makes for a wonderful vacation for a ghost. You'd think so, huh? <laughs> I do. California in the 80s, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's spirits everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Las Vegas has got to be chock full of them. So I- any other paranormal experiences before we move on? Um, probably. It's just I can't I can't think of no any worries. right now. No worries. No worries. Um, <laughs> let's see. It's been wonderful talking to you about all this stuff. Well, I appreciate you as well. You know, just looking back at everything that happened, whether it's UFO or paranormal, normal uh whether it's personal or shared have these occurrences left you feeling or you know thinking anything specific about them do you interpret things any differently in hindsight i may um i i believe in a spirit world i believe that there is um magic in the universe i believe in ouija boards and i don't mess with them at all i had a, a instance as a child where my mother and her friend were doing a ouija board and the Ouija thing, that, that uh, thing that flies across the board, shot across the room, hit a bookshelf that was about, oh, eight feet off the floor. You're talking so about that little up. triangular magnifying glass. Yeah, it went up in trajectory. That thing is paper light, okay? It, it doesn't have the force to do any of this. And we sat there in awe and shock. And my mother said that at that point she would never do a Ouija board again. Um, and after that like point, them. ghosts came to visit from Britain with regular occurrences. <laughs> no, we've got to remember my grandmother, her mother, my mother's mother, mm-hmm. was a mystic. She and was what a was theologian. Um, if you gosh, don't mind. You put me on the spot. Um, I, I, this I, isn't Grandma Mimi, is it? I'll look up Granny's name, okay? I've got a picture of her. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple pictures of her, but she gives me the, the heebie-jeebies when I, I look at her photographs. Um like she's looking at me from the dead and it's kind of it kind of does give me the heebie-jeebies i'll show you her picture sometime chris we'll see if, if you notice this too okay um yeah but uh yeah i have her i have her uh graduation papers from the university of theology or whatever it is she went to and um that's it. she's an interesting character my grandmother you know but she was famous for being a reader she did reading you know what I mean? Um, cool. My sister does reading. She does tarot reading, the numerology okay. reading. Okay. So you did know, your grandma do sister, the same kind, the tarot cards? Um, I, I don't know. palm reading? I don't know. Other. You know, or if it was tea leaves with her. I don't know what she did. Um, <laughs> Throwing honestly. bones. But, but you know, because my mom didn't really want to talk about this. Interesting. I was told I had these certain abilities that I will be very intuitive and I'm going to be very caring for people and I'm going to, you know, all these things. But we, we weren't told, as we were only told what she thought we should know, okay? My sister took it a lot farther than I did. And Stephanie is, is uh, a very unique lady, brilliant, and a lovely person. And I love my big sister Do you think um, possibly your mother didn't speak further on your grandmother? Do you think she dabbled in some more serious things? Or do you think she, um, you know, 
got any darker into the occult or any further than the average individual, and that's why she possibly didn't tell anymore, or you simply don't know, and she just, you know. I simply don't know. I'm not willing to speculate on that. Copy you know. Understandable. Uh, I just don't, I don't, you know. <sighs> Granny, that's... Granny was, I didn't know her. I, I was a little baby when she died. And, um, but she was the one who I was crying in my crib and she was the one just to realize this woman is Jewish. Her whole family is Jewish. Okay. Mm -hmm. She is, she is a theologian. So she believes in, uh, more along the lines of a Kabbalist. Okay. To take that a awesome. couple steps farther. Mm -hmm. Mysticism. Uh, Into a pure mystic. Stones, yeah. Stones, candles, crystals, um, you know, even onto runes, things like that. That's right? very cool. Um, this, uh, I'm crying in my crib. This is what I was told. This woman brings a picture of Jesus knocking on a door, and she hangs it above my crib, and I stopped crying instantly. Hmm. I had to, I had to kind of lay it out that this Jewish woman, who's you know theologian into mysticism brings a picture of Jesus and puts it above my bed and I stop crying instantly. Interesting. That's quite intriguing. That's really cool. It's yeah. too, too bad you didn't get to learn more from her. It was really sad when we lose those, Absolutely. not just those connections with our history, our identity, our, our family and traditions, but just as much insights, whether it's life or mystical or otherwise. So that's too bad you didn't get right. the chance to, to learn from grandma there. She would have been a very interesting character. But again, when I look at her pictures, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like she's there so just, or can see through from the spirit realm yeah. to you? Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Well, I guess that, you know, that pretty much brings me into my next question, which is, you know, has anyone in your family had similar experiences? And it sounds like you've had Everyone a family Everyone in my full. family. My children do. They tell me, Dad, you know, uh, Sarah. Sarah tells these stories all the time. And then all of my children do. It's, they all do. Oh, <laughs> I just go, you got to roll with the flow. I know you're going to hear spirits. You're going to see spirits. You're going to hear, you know, just go with it. Okay. Don't let this scare you. Don't let this slow you down. If they need help, find out what kind of help they need and offer that type of help. Let them know to go to the light. Oh, those types cool. of things. Very cool. You I know? like that. But all of my kids have expressed to me that, uh, you know, they have certain abilities. They're not sure how they work or what to do about them. Right. And it's just a natural thing. It's like breathing. Okay. Um, there are people who are blessed with this type of thing. And I want to say blessed because it's not really a curse. It's different. You know, it's something you just have to deal with. Indeed. And sometimes it catches you off guard. Right. Sometimes it spooks not, you. Yeah. It's not like, you know, they always sneak up on you because they're pretty much not there most of the time anyway. <laughs> it's not like a person. You know? Right, they don't announce their arrival with a big physical body that comes in the room. You kind of just see them out your peripheral out of nowhere, huh? That's right. Or you get a sense, or you hear something even in your head that's not, you go, wait a minute, you know, and then you may get tapping, you may have things happen. Right, if, they, you realize, notice, if they notice that it. you notice them, huh? You know, and it's now... They have all these boxes that you know that you can talk to ghosts if you buy their box and stuff. And their people are getting results from this type. Oh, of you're talking about the gadgets, so whether it's an electromagnetic or a white noise or a tape recorder Absolutely. or the ghost box. Yeah, those are really something yeah. cool. That's right. The ghosts 
store is one of my favorite places to look at. A ghost uh, they, store? I haven't seen Yeah, it's called the ghost store. Go on the internet and look at the ghost store. Okay. Uh, you can get everything there. And, and it, the stuff works. I even bought uh, a watch for my daughter so she could go into homes and record uh, EVPs. Okay. Uh, so, so, and I asked her, I said, did you ever get any responses? And she went, yeah. So, okay. That's cool. That's you know, cool. I'm not chasing ghosts. Let my kids do that. They're, I got one of them that's much more interested in that the, than I am. <laughs> the ghost story. You heard it here, folks. Rick vouches for the credibility the and quality of their, uh, their gadgets. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. I do. That's cool. I bought stuff from them and I have no complaints. Okay. Uh, I, first, I just really want to thank you for taking the time, Rick, and sharing so many stories with us, um, letting me pry open the history box of your mind and get out as much as I can. Um, so one, one last thing I really like to ask everyone before I let you go, and this gives you know, our listeners a sense uh, of how to interpret statistics. Uh, so this one's really, it's a simple question. Have you ever reported this to any agencies, you know, MUFON or uh, Paranormal or National UFO Reporting Center? Any agency that you've ever reported any of these uh, instances to? No, no, Chris. Um, you are my friend, and I would tell you these things, but I'm not telling other folks these things. Oh, I have because, a feeling you've told one or two. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's, it's enough time has gone by that uh, I think I'm okay. Um, because you know what? If you, you start blabbing stuff like this to people, they think something's wrong with you. You know, unless they are people who actually understand, yes, there is life out there. Yes, there are spirits. Yes, we are all spirits. Mm. And um, that energy of life continues even after we leave this, this vessel that we call our bodies. Um, so, I mean, we are eternal, and that's the kind of a wonderful feeling to go with, um, that you go on and on and on. And you got a whole family of people with you on this, so don't be afraid, folks. Sounds like that's what you've been left with after these experiences, is knowing it's a multidimensional universe, knowing that it's bigger than just us, and uh, from spirits to uh, to beings from other star systems. Uh, there's a lot out there, and now you know it exists, huh? Absolutely. Oh, well. Absolutely. Most awesome. Well, most awesome. Well, Rick, again, thank you so much for taking the time with us today to share your experiences. I really appreciate that. Thanks, man. Anytime, Chris. I'd like to thank you all for hanging with us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, subscribe, or follow the Experiencer Podcast. If you have an experience you'd like to share, you can contact me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com with your story. The Experiencer Podcast is building a companion website that will showcase and feature any accompanying photos, footage, or details allowed or submitted alongside stories featured on the podcast episodes. When permissible, it is in this vein that the Experiencer Podcast is seeking and now accepting any footage of alleged sightings, encounters, or experiences caught on camera. Please forward any links, footage, or photos via WeTransfer or Dropouts to the email the experiencer podcast at gmail.com thanks again everyone and until next time be sure to take care and of course keep those eyes on the skies <laughs>